Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are going to be talking with Dr. Donald Dumpson. Uh, Donald is from uh, Philadelphia. We'll let him tell, uh, tell you his story. And also uh, Professor Grace Muzzo from uh, York College. Uh, first of all, thank you uh, both for uh, joining us today. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right. Uh, Dr. Dumpson, uh, let's talk about you a little bit, first of all. You're on campus visiting a, a, a presenter here on campus. Uh, what's your background a little bit? Well, my background is in uh, music, and I work in special events as well. I produce concerts um, in Philadelphia, where I'm based. And my concerts tend to focus on music born of the African diaspora, and that can include gospel, that can include Haitian music. It really is broad-ranging. Um, and what I find is that it really, for me, is about using music to bring people together, various cultures, various races, various religions, to celebrate the fact that there's a commonality in all of this, and that is that the human condition, we care, things, need, things matter to us sociologically, socioculturally, the, the fusion, the, some of the, the commonalities is really, really what I like to celebrate through the music that I do. Yeah, and, and when you say you pull the, you're not performing. Well, sometimes I perform. Oh, okay. um, I just recently was with the Philly Orchestra with uh, Yanni conducting, and it was the world premiere of a work by Hannibal Lokumbe. So from that on to being behind the scenes producing, uh, my next event is December, Tuesday, December the 10th, the Kimball Center for the Performing Arts. It's called the um, Soulful Christmas. And that will bring together about 500 singers, literally 500 singers uh, for the finale along with dancers, and it's just a, a major production. And so very eclectic what I do. How did you, what attracted you to be doing this? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, this is something you have to grow into. Have you always been a musician? I've always been a musician, but as I would say to students, sometimes when opportunities are not there for you, you have to create the avenue for them to be available. Mm. And in my case, uh, you know, I wanted to work in classical music but the opportunities were not always there. So to create uh, an avenue for me by being a part of producing events, suggesting events to leadership and organizations that might be possible, having them support funding of the event and being the brainchild behind the essence of the event and then the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the event as well. So you're like a man of uh, man for all trades. Well, you know, it's, sometimes, it's, right? sometimes you have to be. And I say to the students that um, that's something to really consider. It's not always being the soloist on the stage, but it is the things that happen behind the scenes, which includes your choice of boards you serve on, which includes how you bring um, your, your thoughts and your ideas to fruition. Professor Mazzo, um, why is this important for York to have, uh, to do? It, it's very important for York, for, for our, our college community, uh, but more specifically for the singers in my ensembles. Uh, a, a favorite form of singing, especially choral singing, a favorite style or genre is the African-American spiritual. And we, we, we love to sing them. We, own, we want to own them. <laughs> but there is a difficult history, and there are questions that are often left unanswered, and sometimes some awkwardness in knowing how to, to be honest with that genre. And so 
Donald and I are members of the same professional organization. We have crossed paths over the years, and he did such a marvelous presentation in this area at at an event I went to a couple years ago that, uh, in, in fact, Michael Buchanan at William Penn High School was also there. And after that event, we looked at each other and said, we're bringing Dr. Dumpson <laughs> to York. All right, Dr. Dumpson, uh, wh- what's your message when you talk to a group of students like this in a, in a different environment, obviously uh, students that you don't see? In a, what's your message about uh, the African diaspora? Well, I think beyond the African diaspora, which is central in all of it, is a sense that you can share in this music. Um, but there are some historical things that are challenging. Um, this idea of we, the term ownership is a complicated term, especially around how the, the, the enslaved experience was in America. Um, so it, instead of, um, we look at cultural appropriation, cultural misappropriation, and just how do we find healthy ways to engage music? And that same discussion is had when an African-American is considering doing Mozart. You know, um, just as what, what is, how do you own this music, even though you've never been to Europe, perhaps? How do you own this music from the standpoint of what the music is trying to say? And how do you find that honesty and that vulnerability to explore this music fully? I think that uh, music also is sort of a universal language for a lot of us. I, I would bet that if we played certain music, people might not be able to identify the ethnicity of some of the creators of that music. Does that help break down barriers maybe a little bit? Well, I mean, perhaps, but as Tim Wise often speaks about, um, colorblind versus color consciousness. Oh, okay. You know, so when we look at the various genres, it's not so much that it becomes a melting pot, but it really becomes that each of them has their own essence, all under this wonderful helm called music, but each of them hold their own special contribution to the whole. So when we're talking about uh, the African diaspora, especially musically, what kind of styles of music are we talking about? Or are we talking about all styles? Well, you know, from my lens, we are talking about um, a broad range of styles. I wouldn't necessarily say all styles because depending on your lens, depending on your discussion, depending on the folky, it really can be, it can shift. What I would say, though, is that born of the African diaspora is human experience that we can all connect with one, in one way or another. I think about, while I'm not connected personally with the Holocaust, I am very, very clear that I connect with the woe and the sorrow and wishing that it were different and caring about the families and the people. That same transition occurs, is possible to occur with the African-American spiritual. And so for the students, we talk about being in the belly of the ship before you even get to the land. What is the experience in the Middle Passage? What is the experience for your child who was thrown overboard? What is the experience for your grandmother who died in transit and you were with them? What is the experience of the woe and the pain? You know, so all of this is, and these are universal things. We may, we may have different lived experiences, but there's a universality that, we can, that emerges that we can actually talk about and, and work with in terms of the humankind. Modern music, how, how has, the, the, obviously, the, the African-American experience and the African diaspora, how has that affected modern music today, the music that we're listening to today? 
How is what's the impact there? Well, if we're talking about modern American music, yeah, um, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that's a loaded one because it goes <laughs> back for me to this concept of ownership. A good example, if we look at ethnographic research, we can say that Gershwin went into the community, absorbed, uh, took copious notes, listened, engaged, and then em- emerged as wonderful music that's considered American music. Um, the question becomes. What was the experience really born of? What is stealing? What is copying? What is not giving proper credit to? And not that Gershwin did those things, but this is where the struggle and the pull, you know, jazz. Jazz is a form of music that now that it's in 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 in, in the academy, all of a sudden, Love, 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 love jazz. You know, hip-hop is being taught in their degrees now in gospel music. There was a time when none of this was the case. And so why is it that when majority institutions say yes, all of a sudden there's a value, that a value increase because certain communities say yes to it? And it was no, 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 not what you should do all along. Jazz, gospel, hip-hop. Why is it that it takes... Eurocentric lenses to affirm and to say this is a value for it to then have value in systems, in this case, the system being the academy. Do we, do we understand or have we uh, figured out when, when, was that, when did that change occur? Again, the, these questions, there's not an exact date from in my experience of it. What I would say is that as awareness increases, so for example, I am here on this wonderful campus, York college. I am at the invitation of people who are willing to open up possibilities. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions about what will my, my, what will my students experience? What will they feel? What does this mean? How do I, and and I must tell you, um, Professor Grace has just absolutely let go of the helm and has said, I trust the process. Mm -hmm. That is education at its best. Trusting, the, at least from qualitative lenses, trusting the process and allowing things to emerge. Is, is it that where uh, our students or students are uh, being opened up to hearing from uh, uh, people like Professor Dumpson? Uh, is, is that where we're going to see some of the growth of an acceptance of some of this? I absolutely think so. Um, I, I think it's... It, it, it is so directly tied to culture also that we look at culture and our friends who don't look like us or our friends who do look like us. And I think we see things in a deeper, in a deeper context. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that today. But I, I do think that this is one place. This is, we're, we're creating a very safe environment today, but an environment for exploration. And as Donald has said several times, we're going on a journey today, and I think we're always better at the end of, an, of, a, of an, a, a journey of honesty. Let's talk about the journey uh, for you. When did you start getting interested in this kind of stuff? You know, I have always been interested in this music. And interestingly, when I went to college, it was, why do I not see me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, not only in the student population, but also in the literature that I was studying. So... Um, it was in a sense that I, in order for me to become credible, it meant letting go of that which was the essence of me. 
gospel music, jazz. And, and I was really, really confused until I had a piano teacher who talked to me about merging. And so I would do improvisation and I would listen to Mozart or listen to Schubert and, you know, the, you know and, and then find ways to bring some of those textures into. Now, here we go again. Now, Donald, was that a part of um, cultural misappropriation? What, what, what were you doing with the Schubert? Right. What were you doing with the Mozart? <laughs> Bringing it in and, mer- you know. What, and so there we go with that dance, you know, and a lot of it has to do with power and control. A lot of it has to do with intention. So um, for me to interact with the Mozart and the Schubert is a very different experience from someone coming into a community and they have the authority and the power and they take music, imitate it, and then call it something else. Is, uh, this is a, a, a naive question maybe. Is all music about influence of what we've heard somewhere else and putting it into maybe interpreting it ourselves? Both of you guys, uh, you both teach music. <laughs> I think. I think for me, I, I think the word "all" um, is always um, a complicated sure. thing. Um, what I would say is that um, music is born of lived experiences. Yes. You know, so Mozart created. A, there is a genius, and there are things that are new. I do believe. But for me, when I think about medieval music, or when I think about Renaissance music, and I think about the Gregorian chant. There's things about that music that, to me, I know were borrowed and used in later music, and, and the same thing for contemporary, when I think of Bartok. When I, in other words, when I look back at the various genres and the various styles of music, these composers were borrowing. When I listen to Bach, you know, when I listen to Handel, you know, just all of it, the borrowing and the exchange, and then the personal ideas being created and coming forth as this which is now new. I don't have a lot to add, (laughs) but I think maybe I'm thinking ahead to today's experiences, which are unique to one body of work. But if we are, if we become honest and aware and dig deep, this could, this activity, this process should be engaged in for any music, for Bach, um, for for a Philippine folk song. Uh, So in a in a sense, it's being honest about, and and yet the the I guess the magic of the music is that we take and we borrow, but it can become ours. And we, be, we, we derive a voice. Um, we have our own unique voice. And, and that's kind of a magical thing that's very hard to describe. Mm. <laughs> and, and again, um, the, the, the power of words, you know, um, when we say as educators, it can become ours. You know, what does that language, Good what question. does that languaging mean? Mm. Uh, because again, if you look at the, 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 this concept of ours, when I was taken from my land, born into a new environment, part of creating something that becomes new, a new voice, a new sound, a new, a new sense of communication, and then how is the ours? And this is where the pull is, and that's the, that's, that's the work we will do today. There really is an ours. There really is a commonality in the sharing. And the, the racial divide in America just always makes it very complicated to know what, to trust intentions, to trust that we can at the human level actually care and love one another, no matter what, what casing our souls are in, that we can actually love one another and make a difference. 
We're going to leave it on that very profound note. Uh, Dr. Donald Dubson, uh, Grace Muzo, thank you very much. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you've got a busy schedule, but uh, I think this is important for people to hear, uh, you know, on a, on a universal level. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.